Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Here we go. So that's that. Can you hear that? <laughs> I did. I wonder, so were you able to figure out why it stopped recording midway last time? You know what? Actually, I didn't. And something, so for some reason, is actually acting a little weird because, last, yeah, you're right. It adjusted. Um, hmm, that is really odd. It, it stopped. stopped. At like 30, 30 minutes. 32 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Isn't let me strange? let me look at one. Yeah, it is strange. Sometimes what happens is that uh, if something happens with, my, but it, I, I, the communication did. Um, it is actually. Uh, let me see what's going on here. I want to make absolutely sure this is telling us that it's recording. And I'm clicking here to you know the computer to make sure. That, yep, it is recording, and it's it's all set and it's it's fine. So it should be fine. Can you see the numbers, like go, the minutes increasing? Does it show you that? Like, does it show you? Because <laughs> maybe if you just checked that at some point to make sure it was still increasing. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. No, you know what? The one thing, no, it's called is being recorded, and it's just I'm I'm logged in, you're logged in. Uh, it's in conference. I already joined them. You heard it. No, right now it's, it seems fine. I sometimes what may happen is if I lose, if some, what could have happened is that if I lose my Wi-Fi or something gets disconnected, uh, then okay. then it just yeah. stops. Yeah, because I guess that's. But what I, what I can do is just keep the screen open or you know checking on it as I do my notes and make sure that it's recording. The other thing that we can do because I know that that. It's it's really annoying, especially because you're you know you do take advantage of it because there's other people yeah. that you know that don't. Um, yeah. If you want to, we could have a backup if you want to figure out a very simple way of recording that you know to ensure that that's going to happen. Um, um. Yeah, I don't really have. I I think if you just don't mind checking once in a while, um, you know, at different point if you remember while we're talking if the screen is up. Um, Absolutely. So that would be good, but I think that's yeah. fine. Okay, so, good. 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 Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it is. It is extremely annoying, and it, it has happened a couple of times. Uh, overall, it's for actually me, pretty. Yeah, for me. I know yeah, it's happened a couple you, of times I've with you. you so. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh well, it's fine. It's yeah, yeah, but it is annoying because it's like I think that was a, an important session, even though something has has come up and I actually talk with um with Stefan. I always we supervise with each other. I don't know if um Dev mentioned this to you. That we Which, what? that I you know, we supervise with each other. My husband and I we, we work together and uh he's also you know, he's a fabulous coach and he he's a good um he's a relationship coach. That's his specialty. Okay. He's a love coach. And uh okay. so we 
yeah, and we, you know, we just talk to each other and supervise. And um, so we, I was talking about with you, with him about you and seeing like there's yep. a couple of things that I think would be wonderful for us to focus on. And um, of uh, course, after we touch base about what have been your successes and how everything is progressing for you. Okay, sure. And so you're telling me this because he's going to be on the call, or because you just I, I wasn't no. clear what. Uh, What's coming up with that? Because last time what we worked on, that was uh, because, yeah, you're right. It wasn't very linear. <laughs> what, <laughs> last, okay. The last part of the session that you didn't have access to last time was about your dad and recreating that new dad, right? Right. Um, right, yes. I think, did, was it that one? I can't remember. Because last time we didn't, I think we did the recreating the dad the week before that, actually. I think you might be right. I'm just looking at my notes. Yeah, I yeah. think we did. Last week we did more my reaction oh, Tom. to right, yeah. relationship. And the week before was the the new dad. Yes, so, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But whatever, yeah. I mean, whatever it is you think is helpful, I'm open to it. So, you okay. know, you just tell me what you need me to do. Of course, yeah, no, no, of course we're and and yeah, I know you're you're wonderfully open, and uh there was one one piece that was concerning to me, and that's why I consulted him and all it was okay. about creating this this new dad, and uh we we talk about a couple of things. What I actually had for this session was working on mom to shift because and i'll we'll talk okay. we'll talk about that in a moment as some i as well, but I would love to. Find out what you know. How are you doing? How is everything progressing and getting? Um, sure. Your, tell me. Okay. Um. So everything's good with the baby. Um. I finally yesterday felt a little bit um less sick. <laughs> so Yay. Today, I know today I feel a little bit better, which is a huge relief. Because last week. I was definitely struggling because I was getting headaches and eye twitches and I was nauseous oh. and I got very grumpy. <laughs> so yeah. um, it feels good to feel a little bit better. Um, and I did the ultrasound and saw the little baby, which was so amazing. <laughs> it's really something else. Um, and, you know, otherwise I feel good. Um, and then with Tom... Um, it's interesting. I think I was trying to remember when we spoke, and I think I had only seen him once. Um, and then I I saw him another time. Um, and and I think I, when I spoke to you, I was explaining that I got a little bit panicked, like I didn't know if I wanted to be yeah. with him, and I was afraid yeah. he he wanted something, and I kind of withdrew. And he responded, but then we saw each other, um, and it was interesting because when I saw him the second time. I felt that he was very much respecting my need for friendship so I could relax, which was nice. And it felt very comfortable. And I then started feeling open to him and feeling more attracted, um, which was interesting. But then that was like Saturday. And then the following Monday, he sent me a nice text in the morning when I was going to go to my doctor's appointment and, he said he would call me later, and he never did. Um, hmm. And what was interesting, it turns out he was sick. Um, but what was interesting is 
I went through some of my pattern of anxiety and, you know, thinking this, this, the, the grasping part of me that feels like I'm, you know, the disproportionate anxiety about not hearing from a guy. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, he's just a friend, so I don't really have to do that. And then I got worried. Um, but then the rest of the week, this was last week, like, he was not as attentive. Um, and I think he was sick and busy, but he had been texting me, like, all the time before. And, and, and so we did talk again on Wednesday. It was a long conversation. It was nice. But then it was, like, no communication again. Um, just a little bit. And, you know, I, I kind of observed me going through the different stages that I go through, which is, you know, anxiety, neediness, then rational, then anger, then I don't need this guy. And then finally I get to a place where I'm just rational and normal, <laughs> you know, and when I finally got there, it was such a relief because I was like, I don't even know if I want to be with this guy. Why am I getting so strung out? And what I realized is my tendency is I, it's like, and this is probably the little person or whatever. I'm so wired to think I need a man that whatever man shows up, I just make him fit regardless of whether he's right or not. And and what that looks like is grasping and kind of anxiety and, and trying to make it work as opposed to just relaxing and observing and seeing if it makes sense for me. So that was interesting. So That's, this, that's fascinating uh, and it's a huge, huge in, insight, right? Because And also yeah. recognizing that it's not you, but it's a younger part of you that was, even though it was totally like resenting the fact that mom did that because that's how you... That's the modeling that you received. Right. Kind of like available, but then not available. Well, that um, is, is, it's a combination of mom was available and not available and getting angry and this whole thing and you want it. It's, it's two pieces. There's one piece that has to do with your connection directly with mom of like mom was, you know, they definitely loved you and you knew that she loved you, but she wasn't fully available right, and she would right. get angry and she would be, so you had to be very attentive and alert and almost having these hyper alertness and anxiety about, like, it, yeah. how, what mood is she in and how can I regulate it so I get what I need, right? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's one piece of, like, oh, my God, what's happening, you know? He's not calling me. What is going on now, you know? Is, do yeah. I need to do anything? What can I do, you know, to make it right? Yeah. But. Yeah. Parallel to that was the fact that your mom could not be without a guy, regardless of how much of a loser he was. Yeah, so, that's true too. Yep. Exactly. So I think that the combination came in together where right now you're like, your nervous system goes into this place of like, wait a minute, I don't care if I want him or not, but I need I need a man in my life. Uh, and yeah. it, it just so, so just that kicked in and almost like a programming kicked in without even you realizing. Absolutely. And I've always been like that. I mean, I, I was thinking about it. I think the longest I've ever gone without having someone is six months. And that was when I was really trying not to be with someone, <laughs> you know, like usually it doesn't, it don't last very long. Um, so I really feel this great desire to be 
able to be just on my own for as long as it takes until the right person comes and to be able to enjoy that space, you know, and not be anxious about it or hunting or, you know, trying to make it happen. That That's so exhausting. Um, so then the other piece is I have just, you know, I feel like every night I'm dreaming of ex-boyfriends. It's very strange. Um, hmm. So that's been like a predominant theme in my in my dreaming. And so something's coming uh, out. Yeah, go know, ahead. Something's processed. No, just something's getting processed. You know, around that topic. And what is it? It's so funny because that's exactly what I had a dream of last night. I was telling my daughter. <laughs> that's so funny. So, oh, that is funny. Yeah. So what? Tell um, me what is it? What is the theme? Is like, do they? What? What happens in? So you're dreaming of ex-boyfriends that you're. What What's happening between you? Um, you know, it's funny because after um my last relationship ended, a lot of my dreams were about my ex-boyfriends being a jerk, blowing me off, not paying attention. Um, and then I stopped, <clears throat> stopped dreaming of him, and then I started dreaming of ex-boyfriends that I really loved. Um, and they were actually loving in the dream, um, attentive, loving, or feeling that I wasn't available enough, <laughs> ironically. Um, and then last night, for the first time, I had a dream of my most recent boyfriend where he wasn't being like the kind of jerk that I dreamed of before, but he was just being kind of there. And I was feeling sad and conflicted because I saw a better part of him um, in the dream. Um, and, you know, it's kind of convenient to not like him and be angry at him <laughs> because it's easier not to miss him, you know, so... I think that's one of my defense mechanisms. When I end something, I, I'm usually self-righteous and kind of angry at them, and that makes right. it easier to walk away. Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah, they just they wronged you, they hurt you, and you're pissed, and so like get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when well, now in the dream, as they become more attentive and almost like you know wanting your forgiveness or something, then it's like, wait a minute, I I do miss them, right? Um, or there, or it's easier to, or it's not as easy to write him off as a total jerk, you know. That, right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's been interesting. But right. this weekend, I felt I was in a really good place. I was really enjoying my space. My, I, I was enjoying the calmness. And what I, what I realized is, I, I so don't like that anxiety, that grasping of men. It's awful. And it was so lovely to be free of that, you know, because then I was fully present in my life. I was aware of everything. But when I'm yeah. in a relationship, I'm so distracted by trying to keep them there that I can't mm. even be myself or present, you know. And I just saw that contrast maybe with Tom because it hasn't gotten involved yet, so it's easier to see it. Um, right. But then, you know, of course, then my mind goes to, well, the solution is then no men. Because as soon as you, I get involved, I get anxious. Right, right, yeah. So Tom clearly is, does it feel like clearly he's respecting and honoring and and just like being in the role of a of a friend and like backing yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I think we're I think we're safely in friend friend mode, which is fine. You know, one of the things that I made a decision after my last boyfriend was he was financially a mess. Um, he was always, you know, he, he lost his job. He was trying to do his own business, and I tend to attract. Um, men that are financially a mess. <laughs> so mm. I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And I think that Tom may, his finances don't seem completely in order. Um, and I feel pretty strongly about needing someone who's well established in his work and has a good, finan- healthy financial situation. Um, so that feels really foreign to me because it feels kind of superficial but I just think it's really important especially with the baby and everything so yeah absolutely and that you know there are all kinds of things that are very very important and it's and that's one of it's like because it has to do with lifestyle it has to do with values it has to do with who you are and what is you know it's, it's so many things I I know it, yeah. it does feel superficial but it it isn't it really is because no, it, it, it's so stressful and then I end up taking more of the responsibility in the relationship of organizing things to do because I pay for everything and I just can't right. afford to do that anymore so right. um, and I want someone who's equal to me you know yeah. and who's got the same level of ambition and is responsible and I have a friend who keeps getting invited to fly off to tropical islands and do all these fun things, and I never get that kind of guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, right? Why not? That buys me tickets and wines and dines me. I mean, kind of a little bit, but nothing like her. She, she clearly doesn't have that issue, so... Well, I think that it's, it's perfect. The one thing that I see as a huge, huge success and I don't know if you noticed these, is that uh, what has happened is that you have manifested someone that has been not attractive enough to just draw you in blindly, right? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you know how we are as as women in general, which I think is perfectly oh, fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. you see these like, gorgeous guy that is like you know smooth and <laughs> and, yeah. and you're like you don't care about anything else right the guy just sweeps <laughs> you off your feet and you just go <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I think it's been perfect that this guy is just, has been a perfect um, match for now in the sense that he is you know has, he's uh, total not that he wasn't in any way a, a bad guy. I think it's it's just absolutely perfect. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, like no, he, I do. Yeah, he's so nice. I mean, he's really genuinely. He's very different in that he's got a really good heart, and I think he's a very good person. And he's very easy to talk to about spiritual things. Like we talk about that a lot. Um, and so he's definitely very different from what I've called in. Usually they make fun of me or tease me or, you know, stuff like that. He doesn't. He's very yeah. open to all of it. And what yeah. I and, and what I realize is I can totally be myself around him. Because mm-hmm. I can talk about the things that matter to me and that I think are important, whereas with some of the other guys I just don't open up as much. Yeah. 
And and I'm curious if I feel like look I, I just wrote something. His name is Tom, right? <clears throat> yep. Yep. Yeah. I feel like Tom Tom is the perfect match for you to grow in this phase of relationship of your relationship journey. Yeah, okay. Does that make sense? Like he is because he's bringing a lot of different pieces. He's bringing awareness and giving you this opportunity, right? Like uh, yeah. so you're noticing the anxiety and all of a sudden as you notice and you're able to witness it and you're like Wait a minute! I'm not even that interested in this guy. What, what's, what's going exactly. on? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, so it he, is. It is definitely a learning experience. And it's perfect because it's allowing you to recognize a pattern. Yep. Yep. Right. For sure. So it's like great. Now, does it feel like if you take a deep breath and just? Does these seem connected? Because I feel like there's two, there's both pieces. There's a piece that connects very strongly with mom, with all the the history, as well as with dad. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Do you you see that? That is like you know your. I mean, what came up a moment ago was more your mom's story, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, what do you think is the dad connection? Well, your dad was someone that also was not available, and he was the first. Uh, he was the first man that you had in your life, other than your, you know, other than your grandfather and and um, and uncles, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, and, no, that's true. Jimmy was before my father. My stepfather was first. Oh, your stepfather was first. Huh. Yeah. Cause okay. I didn't my father until I was four. Right. Okay, that's mm. true. Okay, in that case, I guess what is, what the, then I was right that what may be the important focus of the session is your mom. Okay, sure, whatever you think makes sense. Well, and I'll, I'll share it with you, and I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, something we need to share together, decide together. Um if you notice, the very first most important person in your life is your mom, and she's the one that established this sense of hypervigilance about are you going to be there, do I have to, like, modify myself to make sure that you're around, that you're going to still be here, right? That's The pattern was established with her. And then the other piece that she totally established is that you just need to have a man no matter who they are. You know, even if they're total jerks, you just need to have a man around. And that yeah. also comes from her. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So I find that that is that is the the piece where it would be the most useful to to address today. Um, and with that said, it's and like, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask. So when you consulted um, your husband, what was the concern you had about? Was it you said about my mother or about my father? It was originally about your your dad because remember that we created an alternative dad. We didn't actually give healing to your dad. And I was so we were discussing how, what's the difference between healing your dad versus you know like how they internalize. And actually, as I tell you these, because I'm gonna just step through the points because it is this is an important piece that sometimes. Our minds can kind of get, but our nervous system is the one that really gets the information. Okay. Okay, sure. 
which is that, especially at these, let's talk about your mom, but, you know, both of them, right? Your mom, your stepfather, your grandmother. But if we focus, let's say, on your dad, which was the the original, um, or, or even your mom, either way, it's like at some point, you internalize these mom, right? This yes. person into you. And in your case, for example, with your mom, sometimes it's been slightly hard to go and and get even angry with her when you know, when you were younger because she's in such a different place now. She has healed and transformed in such an incredible way. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet, one of the things that happens is that, as you can see, the impact of that internalized mom from when you were a tiny little girl is still present in your life, regardless yes. of yes. how your mom has changed today. Yes. So the difference is the impact that and <clears throat> that that internalized mom has and the way that you either you know, that internalized mom communicates with you, how it, you know, what it tells you, uh, the patterns and programs that it has set set up on you. Um, That really, I mean, today you have, I don't think that you have a worry about how your mom is going to react or if she's going to be there for you or not. No, I don't. And yet, this guy who you're not interested in shows up and you go back into the same pattern that you had when you were little with her. Exactly. Yep. So that is really, you know, showing us the the huge importance of shifting that internal landscape, if you will. Right. Yep. Yep. So, what would be really good to connect with? And I am t- fully with you because I heard you very clearly that you want to be in a place where you're enjoying your life, totally relaxed, figuring out and healing all of these. So when you're ready to have somebody in your life, it can come from a place where you're totally clear, you know, congruent and together within yourself. And that person is just like, you know, the cherry on top. There's no... Yes. You, know, you already have your cake and your icing. This is just like a little... Well, and, and also that it's a choice, you know, that I'm exactly. deliberately making a decision that this is someone that I'm really excited about and I want to be with, not I have to be with him. That yes. doesn't ever seem bode well for a relationship. I've just had one bad experience after another because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing is that it's interesting because you're not like your mother in the sense that you're not a dependent, you know, woman that needs a man in any way. And yet emotionally it's a little bit different, isn't it? Well, it's strange because the reality is is I'm really good on my own. I mean, I'm, right. I'm usually my best when I'm on my own. And so that needing a man is very strange because I certainly economically, the fact that I trust financially, um, irresponsible men. It's not economic. They're usually emotionally not available, so it's not emotional. It's like I'm not sure what it is, but you know, they actually contribute so little to my life that it's it's almost a joke that I think I need it. 
you yeah. know. So, which maybe well, is set up that way on purpose to, to even, you know, the universe is like not making any mistake about it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. you're clearly making decisions from not a healthy place. So, well, let's actually talk with that part. How about if we just so let's uh, if you take a deep breath. And it's wonderful if you're tapping and invite that part of you, that younger part of you, who who clearly is not rational. It's this is a, a much younger part of you that at some point, at some point decided that as a woman in the world, right? This is I'm just going to say in general terms, as a woman in the world, you need to have a man by your side to. Yeah bring you security for emotional comfort and this this is not um regardless of the men that show up it's like somehow there's this young 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 part of you that said this this is what you did you need to do as a woman yeah you just need to get have a man right yeah yeah how old if you just and by that part of you, how old is she? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I always remember my mother doing that. You know, I've always... Right. And even her being with Jimmy was that. I mean, she didn't even like him. Mm. Right. You know, so I've only seen her do that. Can you, can you, if so the youngest, the very, very youngest was when she was with Jimmy and how old were you? I think I was like around two. Okay. Maybe a little bit younger. Yeah, maybe close to even 18 months, right? Between 18 months and two years? I think so. Okay. Around there, so like a tiny little peanut. Yes. So can you sense, like, what she may... And I'm curious if the, the pattern started that, but just pay attention. If you just keep your eyes closed and you see her. And I want to I wanna show you a little bit of the movie, okay, of what happened. So see, see little Gigi that she is um, 18 months or two years. She's this little, little peanut, right? Yeah. And mom decides to go with Jimmy because maybe she's just tired of being at grandma's house. She wants some independence. Jimmy is promising things and she's like, I'm I'm ready. Yeah. Right? And she goes and and she has a level of security and stability and Jimmy's there, is definitely there and is a good partner, but she somehow she doesn't like him. Yeah. Yeah, she's just do you have any sense why you said that she doesn't like him? Um, you know, I think my guess is that Jimmy is more kind of um well he's not as educated and so I think um maybe it's funny because his brother's a doctor, so I don't think it's that he was I mean, I'm sure he was smart enough, but I think he was more working class and mm. I don't know why she She's also kind of um, reclusive, so I think 
she generally doesn't deal well with people. I think she struggles with maybe people that need too much of her. Mm. And he's kind of like very extroverted and wants to talk a lot. And, you know, he's very kind of that kind of person. Probably not very deep. You know, more kind of a simpler kind of person. So he was simpler, but he wasn't more emotionally needing her and being more like gregarious, like being very social, yeah. which she's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. But in a way, it was it was just he was asking of her more than she was willing to give. Probably, yeah. And I think because she probably made her decision not because she was in love with him, but because she was trying to figure, I think she was pretty lost, you know, and I think she was, I think she ended up using men as a way to be less lost. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, the interesting thing is that at this point, what is the pattern that you see that mom is with Jimmy and 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 interestingly, do you sense that just keep on tapping, okay? So do you sense yep. that Gigi is seeing this pattern of like men want too much of you? Um. They can be there, but is it possible that through mom's eyes it's like she's not comfortable with a man that wants so much from her? Um possibly. Yeah. I mean it's it's I mean, okay if it's if it doesn't it doesn't agree. I'm just this based on what you're telling me, I'm curious if she saw, well, this is a great well, guy it, and Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think um that is possible because I know her last significant relationship, which lasted a lot longer, um, he wanted more of her than she could give also. But he wanted her to be social and do parties and he didn't want her, she had a job that required her to move away for part of the year, and he wanted so much of her, and she didn't want that. So it is possible, yeah, it could be. But then, you know, the, the other people that, well, that's true, because then her boyfriend during, when I was in my Beth Middle Street was like, yeah, I think maybe, maybe that's true. But I also think Honestly, most of these guys were not good choices, <laughs> either because of intelligence or their finances. One had, like, chronic fatigue syndrome. You know, like, none of them were really healthy partners, you know. So I think that is what I, that's what I feel like I observed although I may have observed as well that they wanted too much. Yeah, so it's like they were not, absolutely, no, I, I think that it's what I'm looking at from her perspective because, see, what what happens is that you, what is actually wired into you is the pattern that mom has created with men. So as a little yeah. girl, right, as a little girl, mom was with a partner that, she was staying with because it was he was giving her enough that she was like, okay, I'm staying until she just couldn't put up with it any longer, right? And then she left yeah. Jimmy. But she continued to need to be to have men in her life, 
regardless if yes. they were good matches or not. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing that's really interesting, I don't know if I mentioned this, but when I was when I saw her last at this point maybe like a month ago or something, um, we had had a conversation where I was still very angry at my ex and she was like, Well, you know, and she went into this whole thing of trying to explain that's just how men are <laughs> And I said, Mom, you're really wrong. Like there are men who are not like that. There are men that are caring and want to know you're okay. I just went through, like, all the ways that my ex was not okay. And then when I, she keeps saying how that was so transformative for her, that conversation, and and just talked to her a few days ago, and she was like, yeah, like, all of a sudden I'm realizing all these men in my life, like, they never ask me how I am. They don't care how I am. And she's had, like, this whole shift of realizing she just assumed men were self-absorbed. You know, so that's interesting, too, that maybe she wasn't getting her needs met by these men, and that's why she didn't want to give more, because she just didn't feel good in the relationship. Right. And isn't it fascinating how as you're changing, you're giving her the opportunity and option to consider her life differently as well? Yeah, and it's funny because when I did it, I didn't, I didn't have any intention of that. Like I accept her. I just, I just felt like I didn't like, I didn't want her to feel that my ex was okay and I was just being too picky. You know, I felt kind of defensive. Like, no, there were these fundamental things that were not okay about him, and that's not normal. You know. I, if I accept that that's normal, then I'm screwed and I'll be alone because it's awful. And that's how she is. She's alone. She's given up because right. she yeah. thinks all men are like that, you know. So. And mom had a major transformation. Like there's something that, right, it's like really, yeah, really. She, does, she keeps bringing it up. She's definitely, something's going on for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, she. I think uh, what you what you shared with her is is just it's something like completely out of what she thought was possible. Yeah, but it's funny because I feel like I've said all that stuff before, and for some reason this time it, it struck struck a chord with her. I don't know why. My my sense is that you are actually in a different place. You're slowly even, you know, I mean, there's there's things I think that through the work that we've been doing, there's something that is um, at your core is shifting. Yeah, and, I think so too. Right, so maybe it was said from a different place. In a, yeah, in a way that she was like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> right, well, because there's a clarity about you, right? So, so yeah. Let's look. At, let's make a list of the things that these eighteen-month-old, two-year-old. Because I, I, I really want to show you a movie a little bit, and I want you to tell me if you can, as close as you can, and just absolutely guesstimate. Okay, I, I, this is perfect, exactly as as it's going to come out. Yeah. So I'm okay. going to narrate the narrate a little bit of the movie so you can see it in your mind's eye through through Gigi. Okay? Uh-huh. And and to do her, we're going to create a list of who men are. Okay? Okay. 
Okay. So completely, completely, you can just, whatever first comes up is perfect. And the wonderful thing about tapping is that we're literally inviting your mind, your nervous system, your body and soul, your spirit to just give us the information that we need because we're going to do something really beautiful for this little girl. We're going to do something really powerful and we actually need her guidance in order to do it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So I, I want you to notice that Gigi's born and she's a tiny little baby and she, mom is there, probably grandma was there. Are there any men around? When I'm right first born? Yes. Um, my uncles and my grandfather. Okay. And what what is the what is her sense as a tiny little baby of men at that point? Men are what? Probably detached. Okay. Perfect. And then she she grows, right? And she becomes a, a little baby, like she's six months old or a year. And who are the men around? Still the uncle and grandfather, or are there any other yes. new men? Okay. Um, probably my cousin by then. Okay, right. But, but he's a little boy, so I don't know if that counts. <laughs> right. Well, and it has, and so men and boys are what at that stage? Well, I think still kind of detached. Um, okay. I think my my uncle John at that point was probably resentful. Okay. Um, I think Graham used to kind of, um, he was mobile before I was, so he used to steal my pacifier (laughs) and crawl off. So maybe menacing, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just to for his for his fun, was he was doing it right? It wasn't for you yeah. clearly. Yeah. 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 So menacing and and kind of a, would you say even a threat? Would I say what? Even like close to a threat, like your security, your sense of comfort is gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and then like around eighteen months or two years, I'm guessing so that, that's one. So eighteen yeah. months or two years is when Jimmy appears. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. And he was, I mean, he was very good with me. He was very loving and attentive and playful. And my mother said I loved him. I would like go running to, you know, I really really bonded with him. The first really positive connection with men. Yes. And men are, then what would you say, a source of security, a source of men are loving, attentive, playful, you you know, would you go as far to say a source of security and love? I think I must have felt that because I certainly wasn't like that. Gener- I was very shy, so right. I think I must have felt that to be that way with him. Wonderful. Yes. 
And then what what happens next? So then I think my mom moved back to Amherst to go to go back to UMass. Um, so that's when she started having all her different boyfriends. Right. So this is um, around four or five years old, and there's a, yeah, these other like men four. that come in. Do you remember, like, you know, do you remember um, any faces or any names or just a bunch of men? There was, there was one, well, I met, remember a bunch, but I know there was one named Paul, like my father, mm-hmm. but a different Paul. Um, yeah. And it was around then that I met my father, Paul, too, and... Um, and yeah, so get so in touch with, yeah, perfect. So get in touch that there's like two poles around you. And at that point, for little Gigi, men are? Well, you know, I don't have any memory, but it turned out that my mother's boyfriend, Paul, he was actually the ex-husband of her, her friend and had two kids. And that friend actually ended up accusing him of um, molesting the daughter. Mm. And he used to babysit. He used to babysit me. So who knows, you know, what happened. I don't think he was necessarily a a safe character. Um, You know, I I think I remember I became very aware of sex at that age. Like awareness of my mother having sex. And I became very precocious. Um, as far as my father goes, I don't have a memory of, my memory at that time was more, um, he's a stranger. Like, I don't think I had the same fear or unsafety that I later developed because I was just meeting him. Um, but I remember, I do remember being conscious of, oh, I'm meeting my father. Who is this person? Like, curious. No. So there was so there's a sense that there's a men are uh, bring up a sense of curiosity and maybe even stimulation with the whole sexual piece like men can be men like uh, yeah I don't think stimulation in a positive way <laughs> I think I think I very early on felt this sense that my mom was I don't know it's interesting like being I don't think I had a healthy view of her sexuality. I think it okay. seems off, off to me, you know. So would and you I say that I, for this little girl, mom was, like, too out there to... Go ahead and say it. Was she asked a lot? I mean, let's just... Yeah, I do think so. I think okay. I, at an early age, felt that too promiscuous or, you know, like... I mean, I think I probably saw her with a lot of different men and... and I think I started exploring it to understand it myself. And um, what what age was that? You say you would think like four, or five. Mm. Now ex- exploring by yourself or with other kids? No, with other little kids. Um, there was an older boy. I mean, older, like twelve, um, that molested me when I was that age. In the in the apartment complex that we lived in. So you were four or five, or how old were you? Yeah, I was probably like four or five. Okay. 
Okay. So here's when men start being, uh, now there's a thread in a different way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yet it's funny because I think I was still trying to take power. You know, I was still trying to stay in control of it by being the one to explore as opposed to the, to being passive about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though there was a part of you that felt that didn't feel right, but it, you were like wanting to like be in charge, so in a way it felt safer, yep. maybe. Yeah, maybe. So there was something that was off, and you knew there was off, and yet there was you yeah. were like you were also curious. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what would you say at this stage, how did Gigi see men? Men were, how would she say in her words as much as you can guess? From a five-year-old point of view. Definitely not loving and safe. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe kind of threatening. Maybe um, intruders. Yeah. And they want. Maybe they uh, they wanted. Sounds like self. They were very self focused on what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That too. Mhm. Yep. Right. That they weren't selfless givers. That they were. Right. They were take. They were takers. Yeah. <clears throat> and they were disruptive. Mm, okay, how so? Well, they took away my mom and they took away our peace because they made her unhappy. Mm, yes. And that meant that it really took... You take it, they made her unhappy and you unhappy, right? Because then mom is stressed yeah. and sad and... Yeah. 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 Now, what happens a little later on? It's like when you're, oh, this continues until you're about 10, would you say? Um, no, actually, what happened then was we moved. My mother and my aunt bought a house in South Amherst. Your mom and your aunt? Yes. Um, How old were you so then? We were going into third grade. So eight. seven, I think. Okay, seven. And then, eight, yeah. um, then my mom got a one boyfriend, Edward, who eventually lived with us. Okay. How was he? I hated him. <laughs> you what? I hated him. I hated ah. him. Yeah. What was going him. on? So men, so Edward um, in particular, what would, what taught you about men? Um, so he, in my perception, was irresponsible, immature. Um, I felt he was using my mom for sex, for money. Um, he took her away from me. And I can't remember if I told you this story, but I had, um, 
you know, there was one time, my mother would take me, you know, she didn't have any money. She was very Yes, poor. you told me that you could, he, she had to lie whenever she bought you things yeah. and you one time yeah. testify her yeah. and even said it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So men, in that case, men want everything for themselves. They're, not only they're not going to give you, but if you try to get something for yourself, you're going to be punished. Yeah. Or that right. I'm not the priority. I'm not the priority. You know, that someone else yeah. is more important than I am. Yeah. And if you ask someone something else, for you, yeah. Someone else or something else. You know, I think that's definitely something I've always felt in my relationship. Mm. So someone else or something else is a priority. And if you attempt to ask for what you need, uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't get met. Yeah, and worse, right? It's like then you're wrong, right? Or I'm a pain, or or that's too much, you know? Yeah, yeah, unreasonable, even unreasonable. Sure, yes. Okay. So, this is a piece that I would love. I know we have very little time, but I'm going to share with you why is it that I wanted to do this. Because this is a part, as you keep on tapping, right? I want you to see who comes in your mind's eye. Who is the one? Maybe it is that, you know, at like eight, nine, ten years old, that by ten, you have formed an image of what men are like, right? Like yes. men are like these. And I have this whole list. I could even email it to you. I mean, it's recorded okay. as well, right? And and I yes. can do that. Would you like me to do that? Sure, whatever you think would help. Yeah, I would like you to, and I'll tell you why, because I'm going to copy it and it's going to be, it's just my notes, so you're going to see that they're a little, they may not be very pretty, but... <laughs> Um, okay. The the important piece is that you get them. The reason why is that at so by ten years old, Lisa. So this is what we're gonna start doing, okay? So tapping through the points, I want you to see your ten year old who's your ten year old is the one that said, I'm fed up. I'm done, I'm just getting out of here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and she just she just like had it. She's ready to to just get away. You know, mom has these yeah. super unhealthy relationships. They hurt you left and right. It's just not good. No matter what, it's not good. So this little girl has, rea- has realized that men are like self- selfish pigs that are irresponsible financially, like, leeches, financial and emotional leeches that can be threatening and abusive. Some of these are my own words, right? So let's let's, let's do these together. Let's go to the karate show point together. And imagine that you're either seeing or tapping on her or she may want to just tap on her own. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. So is she still Gigi or is she Lisa by now? Uh, She's Lisa. Okay. Okay. 
So we're like, deep breath. So Lisa, even though you have learned that men are. Even though you've learned that men are. Just self, self-serving pigs. Are self-serving pigs. Good for nothing. Good for nothing. Destructive takers. Destructive takers. They are constantly thinking about themselves. They're constantly thinking about themselves. Financially and emotionally irresponsible. Financially and emotionally irresponsible. Abusive and immature. Abusive and immature. They have their own agenda in place. They have their own agenda in place. They're just despicable. They're just despicable. Deep breath. I am here to let you know. I am here to let you know. That I am creating a different reality for us. I am creating a different reality for us. And I would love to have your help and support. And I would love to have your help and support. Even though you have learned that men are just useless creatures. Even though you've learned that men are just useless creatures. That only bring you pain. That only bring you pain. I want to let you know. I want to let you know. That a different reality is possible. I want to let you know that a different reality is possible. And I want to make it happen for both of us. And I want to make it happen for both of us. Deep breath. And is she curious or does she seem like like disbelief? You know, like she doesn't quite... Uh, uh, I think she felt kind of hopeful, but she doesn't believe it. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, no, it makes a lot of sense. You, I'm totally with her. Yes, absolutely. So, tapping through the pain, tapping through the points. History okay. has shown you. History has shown you. Men are pigs. Men are pigs. They're abusive intruders. They're abusive intruders. Self-focused. Self-focused. Totally irresponsible. Totally irresponsible. They hardly or nev- almost never care about you. They hardly or almost never care about you. And you just need to survive them. And you need to just what? Survive them. Survive them. Yeah. Just put up with all their weaknesses. Just put up with all their weaknesses. All their meanness. All their meanness. And just hope that you can survive it. And just hope that you can survive it. And you have decided... And you have decided... That you either have to be on your own... That you either have to be on your own... Or or suffer. Or suffer. Yeah. So keep on tapping... And I said, what's going on? Tell me. No, I'm just feeling emotional about it. Yeah. 
That's okay. Yeah, and it's extremely painful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And this, I, I, so I honor your, I honor your resilience of how you survived all those mean men. And I honor your resilience of how you survived all those mean men. Because you're just a young girl. Because you're just a young girl. And yet you're so strong. And yet you're so strong. You're only 10 years old. You're only 10 years old. And yet you decided that you're not going to be around them anymore. And yet you decided you're not going to be around them anymore. They're just mean. They're just mean. And they just destroyed your connection with mom. And they destroy your connection with mom. To the point that you just have to remove yourself from her life. To the point where you just have to remove yourself from her life. Just so you can survive. Just so you can survive. Yeah. I really appreciate your strength. I really appreciate your strength. You're incredibly brilliant. You're incredibly brilliant. You're absolutely precious. You're absolutely precious. And I love you with all my heart. And I love you with all my heart. And I want to give you a huge, huge gift. And I want to give you a huge, huge gift. Which is a different reality. Which is a different reality. I want to share with you what is possible. I want to share with you what is possible. So this is the part, Lisa, where we're going to share with her everything that you have accomplished. So even though I have also, as you know, I am now, how old are you, 40, 43, 44, sorry. I know, I'm 48, 48. Oh, my God, you're 48. I can't believe it. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I am 48 years old. And I'm all. I'm oh, I'm, I am you all grown up. I am you all grown up. I am happy to tell you. I am happy to tell you that I've created a great life for myself. That I've created a great life for myself. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Because life isn't. Because life isn't. But it's quite good. But it's quite good. And my life is getting even better. And my life is getting even better. I have done so many wonderful things. I have done so many wonderful things. And I'm overall really happy. And I'm overall very happy. Is that true, Lisa? Yeah, it is true. (laughs) Is there anything else that this little girl... See, this is what happens. This little girl lives inside of you. To this day, you yeah. can feel her, can't you? Her sadness. Yeah. Yeah. The moment that you start yeah. honoring her, she gets really like vulnerable and open and sad. Yeah, yeah. And she has no idea everything that you've done. She doesn't. <laughs> no, she has no idea. She, she's emotionally, this ten-year-old is at ten years old. She has no idea. So, what would you like to share with her? of the things that you've done to give her hope, to Um, share with her everything that you've done. 
So you're saying what are those things? You're asking what those are? Those yeah, if you if you were to if you see her and here she is, she's really sad. She has to leave yeah. mom so she can survive. She has no idea yeah. how her life is going to continue. She doesn't. Right. right. It's a 48-year-old um, that knows how your life went, but the 10-year-old has no idea. Okay. Yeah. Does that no, make I mean, sense? I have my, I have, I'm financially secure. I have my own home. I have lots of friends that are really good people. I have a good relationship with my mother. I have a very good career. Um, I have published, and I'm someone who makes a difference in the world. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm healthy. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else. I'm happy. I enjoy my life. I have fun. I travel. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not putting up with nasty men. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, that I've, you know, been careful not to, but that I don't put up with it for long, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I am ready, I am ready to really shift the way that we connect with men. Would she like I'm that? Shift, yeah, I'm ready to shift how we connect with men, and I think she would really like that. Yeah. So what kind of man would she, if it, just before we go on, take a deep breath and notice how she's doing, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. It just felt not real, it, it just felt, um, I guess I never realized how hard it was, like how bad I've seen that, you know, I really have not a very positive feeling about them. Yes. And and this is, yeah, absolutely. And and it's so important, Lisa, to just, uh, yeah, I would encourage you to really stay with her because it is true. This is, this is your 10-year-old. This is your 10-year-old yeah. that is very tender and that has had it really hard, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And in a you rational... Know, go ahead, tell me. There's... No, I mean, just I just got really overwhelmed by the fact that men are really scary and threatening and not safe. Right. Yeah. So. Absolutely. It's very foreign, you know, like just not not understanding how to deal with them. And yet I kept putting myself, like, keep, you know, keep putting yourself in the eye of danger. I've just done it over and over and over. And yeah. it was been very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's yeah, absolutely, and that's the pattern that she learned, right? And and men, you know, yeah. and there's also the piece that you were very precocious sexually, so all of a sudden you're yeah. just like that piece wakes up. So, yeah. as a forty-eight year old, can you forgive this little girl for actually? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Because she continued with a pattern of what she knew was true. Yeah. yeah. Right? She continued with that pattern of, like, men are just, like, le- emotional and financial leeches that take, suck the life out of you. Yeah. Uh, but, and you know, they give you a little bit of pleasure here and there. You know, they're good lovers. 
And yeah. this and this is how you just this is how it is. Yeah. So what I'm gonna invite you to do, which is this is there's a huge piece about today's session is to identify the profile of the man that you grew up with, what those I just I sent you the email already with those notes. Yeah. And to really honor this ten year old for having created these the profile of the partner that you have been attracted to until now. Yeah. Yeah. And and just really what I, what we're gonna do next is just have have you actually created the, your partner vision? Um, I wrote one many years ago. I have it okay. somewhere. I'd have to check it out. Yep. So instead of doing that, what I'm going to recommend is, like, look at the notes I shared with you. Okay. And and honor her. This is, you know, the, the, this last piece, the, the call is still being recorded, so we're all good. And, you know, I would say for the last, uh, at least the last 20 minutes or so of the session, listen to this part and really tap on these feelings, right, to okay. just really yeah. honor how she actually survived with these like incredibly nasty men in her life. Yes, yes. Right? Like she just that's that's what she did because that's all she knew. Yes. That's what she and, learned. And the thing is that we are attracted with you know, we are attracted to what is familiar to us. And this is the profile of a man that she is like, okay, these are men are this way. And Jimmy was a little exception for a little a little bit of time, but I think he was more the exception to the rule. Definitely. <laughs> right? So yeah. so it was like a little tiny window of like, oh yeah, but those guys are boring. Right, yeah. right. Or those those guys don't fit into the norm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or, or but but regardless, those guys are not familiar and they're not attractive. Mom did not stay with him. And left him. Yeah. So whenever, if there's any in your radar, because I know as a fact that in your radar you have crossed many wonderful men like Jimmy, but I bet that you, without even realizing, you ruled them off because they didn't seem as smart. They seemed like they wanted they wanted you to be a woman different than who you want to be or something, you know, different like was for mom. And you just yeah. ruled it off. Yeah, no, I definitely have done that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. So yep. so from the notes, so really honor honor who the profile that you created and then create a profile of the man that you would like to have as a partner. Knowing that okay. it doesn't that it may not happen next week and that's totally okay. It's just inviting your nervous system to consider that a different reality is possible. Okay, so just like a list of words? Yeah, but the the list, so based on the first, so what I would like you to do is to tap on all the negatives, right? Just connect with this 10-year-old, honor her, and be with her pain and her sadness because she's been hurt a lot. You know, since she was born with a little exception of Jimmy, men were a really negative influence in her life. Yep. 
And she basically had to survive them. I mean, men not only did a lot of negative things, and, and like on top of it, destroys her connection with mom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it cannot get any worse. So yeah. she survived them. So and just this is the biggest emotional healing for that 10-year-old. And parallel to that, in your time as a 48-year-old woman, what I would like you to create is a vision of the partner that you would like to have. But this is the way that you do it. You're going to do it very specifically from the point of view of, like, if you were to share this description of this man to a Martian that has never encountered a human, they wouldn't know what you mean. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an example, because for years, the number one thing in my list, until I did it with my coach, uh, for years, yeah. what, my first thing was, I want him to be conscious. And I remember yeah. that my coach at the time uh, said, what do you mean by coach, conscious? Conscious that he needs to eat and he's going to, you know, just get some food? Conscious of what? <laughs> so it really, it really, like, actually... Uh, by saying, you know, just tell me if if I were just from a different planet, how I could see that, and it helped me identify. I wanted him to be attentive, attentive of him to himself and taking care of himself, as well as attentive of me and my daughter. I had a daughter at the time. I still do, yeah. <laughs> and he would be able to respond to his needs and yeah. others' needs. And you know, I mean, it was so amazing to just think, what do I mean by this, right? That makes sense. So okay. that's the list that I would love for you to create. Okay, I can do that. Wonderful. And uh, would you like us to set up a time, or do you want do you rather go I, to my yeah. calendar? Um, sure. If you have a minute, let's see. We are on the eighth, and we've been doing every other week. I'm away on the twenty second. Would you have time, like the twenty fourth, fifth, or sixth? Yep. Yeah, that's definitely an option. Do you have a preference? Um, do you have like the twenty fourth? I have the twenty fourth more in the afternoon. Like we could do one that's or one thirty. Yep. That's good. Yep, one okay. one either either time. What works best for you? Yeah, one. let's do one one thirty would be better. Okay. Great. Okay. Perfect. Wonderful. And let me know. Yeah, you have a lot of work to do, and if you have any questions or comments, you can always just uh, email me your list, okay? Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Okay, have a great great week. Take care. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.